0: Today is Friday, July 1st, and this is Celtics beat on the CLNS media network, the leading online provider of audio video coverage of the Boston Celtics. I'm Adam Kaufman, episode 467 featuring Spot Tracks. Keith Smith is powered by betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag today. Use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% sign up bonus. What's up everybody? New Celtics beat. And of course, you know, who would you rather be joined by? And I don't mean me, Adam Kaufman, I mean Keith Smith from Spot Track, from Celtics Blog, from a host of other places. In fact, he hosts stuff. He's got his podcast as well. And uh Keith, I, I appreciate first and foremost you taking the time to join us on July first because It is the official full day one of free agency after things as we sit here now got started last night at six o'clock and it was a overall a pretty busy evening not busy at all for the Celtics but we do have Celtics news today with the addition albeit unofficial but heavily reported of Danilo Gallinari we will get to that there are Thomas Bryant rumors there's all the Kevin Durant stuff that is happening as well we'll get to everything. But uh, I mean, just how in general, how hectic a time is this for you right now? And how are you possibly putting any aside, any time aside for a, you know, schlub like me and all of our listeners when you should just (laughs) be glued to your phone? I, I mean, I
1: can still be glued to my phone and to TweetDeck and uh, Good. hang out with a uh, self-described schlub. I would not you describe go. you that way. Uh, wow. I'm the one who's looking a little schlubby today. I think, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 this time of year, right? We we uh, you know when you do what I do, you gear up. For, for this and this is uh this is kind of, kind of like the uh Super Bowl in a way for me so i'm absolutely uh, su- super excited it's been it's been a fun uh, c- couple days um you know but Celtics are on the board finally it took them a little bit in into day two to get going but yeah I'm excited it's a uh, it's been an interesting uh free agency period and there's you know until Kevin Durant gets traded there's still yep. we can say a lot more to come
0: so normally I, you know, pay all the respect in the world to our guests and I, I put my phone off to the side. I don't even look at it while we're recording, but today being the day that it yeah. is, I've got it, you know, front and center ahead. I'm, I'm looking, you know, all the notifications turned on. I'm keeping an eye on WhatsApp. So if you see anything or obviously not just you know, something from Woj or Shams, but you, you know, wanting to break your own news with all the sources you have, if anything comes about, especially if it's Celtics related, don't hesitate to, you know, veer us off course or cut me off or whatever else, because we want to react to all that stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, my favorite TPE target for the Celtics off the board, Kevin Harder getting traded to the Sacramento Kings right after we started recording. So I'm uh, a little sad about that.
0: Yeah, you've been big on uh, on Kevin Herder. We will get yeah. to all the TPE stuff, you know, a little bit later on in the show. But obviously that uh, significant news right off the hop there for anyone like yourself that was prioritizing Herder. I want to mention, by the way, this is completely well, it's related to what you do. It's unrelated to what we're going to get into with this show. But I, uh, I I'm of the mind that I don't know how many people feel this way, but I, I am of the mind that. You know it's twenty twenty two right so inflation you know being what it is, gas prices, anything else it's not like it's twenty twelve anymore when when you reach a hundred thousand followers on Twitter, <laughs> I feel like that's the benchmark of when. You've made it. Like any like idiot like me can have you know in the neighborhood of forty thousand followers. And, and don't get me wrong, like I'm grateful for it. It's 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 a you know respectable number. But I feel like you know there are a lot of people like me out there. You get to a hundred thousand. That's like that's a new tier, man. That's that's when I feel like you you are truly influential in the social media <laughs> space. So congratulations on that.
1: I appreciate that, and if uh any of those hundred thousand are listening if you want to I'll each send one dollar, I'll be very <laughs> appreciative
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah th- thank you for uh for following along just a just a one dollar one time fee one time
1: one dollar yep that's all I need
0: <laughs> do it venmo tax free ideally yep. Perfect. Um, yeah, let's talk Danilo Gallinari, obviously, because that is the big news. And uh, thank you to to Brad Stevens, to Danilo, for making your decisions between Boston and Chicago, reportedly, before we actually came on to start recording, as opposed to, you know, five minutes after. Anyone in the podcast world understands how that works. So uh, greatly appreciative for that, um, because you never know what's going to happen on July 1st. As far as Gallinari goes, and I... I tweeted about this so we spent a lot of time on the show last week Keith it was more so I guess dealing with TPE targets than it was the the mid-level exception but just the types of players the Celtics would look to add and I made the point that I would have been and I and I guess in the case of Gallo I am a little bit surprised despite Brad and may and so many others coming out and saying wings and bench scoring and you're know, like this is the emphasis this is the priority this offseason, after what we saw in the playoffs and especially in the finals, I didn't think they would add anyone that would be a a true defensive liability. You know, that didn't mean that they, you know, everyone had to be elite or anything like that. Like, you know, switchability one through 15 or whatever, but you know, I, I figured at least like, like your, your bottom line was serviceable, you know, like playable on defense, not, we can't use this guy late in the game, in a tight game if if we're trying to crack down defensively and I know the Celtics have more than enough guys that can cover them up and that can play that role and you're just kind of more looking for regular season depth than anything else to sort of save Tatum and Brown the minutes and that type of thing what do you think of the Gallinari fit here did it surprise you at all?
1: It, it like you, I'm a little surprised that one with a guy who's just a, a poor defender called let's call it what it is. He's he's not going to stop anybody. And, and you're right. They can they can work around him, they can hide him. They, they've done a good job with other poor defenders at times. So I'm not overly concerned about that part because I think he's mostly going to be in the game against second units and his job is going to be score more than you give back. Right, and the other four guys will will focus on the give back. Bar you, you hang in there, and they've got to get Tatum and Brown's regular season minutes down. I, ideally, you want those guys down in the thirty five range uh, instead of around forty in the regular season, and this helps with that. Uh, we saw the offense throughout the course of the regular season, but also in, in the playoffs. Really, it came came to light. They would just. Grind to a halt at times when the second unit was in the game. And part of that, I think he may will balance his lineups a little bit better. But I think part of it too is just getting another shooter score. And and, and Brad said, you know, shooting with size, that's been something, you know, he's mentioned. Uh, I think uh, Celtics fans should remember Gallo destroyed them. Yeah. Uh, you know, he hit 10 three pointers in a game on them and scored 38 points, uh, you know, recently. So that's, that's a thing. Uh, he's not quite the off the dribble guy he once was he's still pretty good there but he, he was once really good off the bounce and he was really good at drawing fouls a little bit more uh standstill now than, than he was but so guy's gonna shoot in the high 30s maybe even 40 percent from three uh still rebounds okay at, at his position uh he's not he doesn't pile up assists but he he gets how to pass he's a willing ball mover so so i i think this is a pretty good fit you know it's it, it's it's funny because i see people being like yeah, but he can't do this. He can't do that. And I think the reality is when you're talking about a taxpayer mid-level exception signing or, and I know we're going to get into minimum signings later, if you can do everything, you're not available for that kind of money. Yeah. Right. So that that's another thing that I think gets, gets a little overlooked uh, with this, but yeah, I, it's one of those ones where I'm not jumping up and down and, you know, uh, getting ready to plan a parade, But I don't think this hurts the Celtics at all. And you know what? If it doesn't work out, much like Dennis Schroeder, you move on from a midseason by the trade deadline.
0: I do want to shout out our uh, producer and and often host uh, Evan Valenti, who is he's producing today, but he's not on here on this particular show with us. He was spending a a lot of time (laughs) tweeting at Danilo Gallinari last night, uh, you know, all the different places he can go in the North End, get some food, you know, Italian roots, uh, you know, anything to try and make him comfortable. I don't know if he saw those mentions, if that uh, swayed his decision at all, probably not. But nevertheless, you know shouts to evan for uh, for playing his role and and uh, i have to imagine that brad stevens got a a congratulatory text from danny age because this was a years long project to put Danilo Gallinari in a celtic's uniform and brad was finally the man that pulled it off
1: yeah absolutely it, it's funny i i tweeted earlier today that back when i spent uh, more time than i should ever admit to on uh, the real gm forums i was um you know just really I probably did a thousand fake trades to get Gallo to to the (laughs) Celtics, Uh, you know, and that might even be low. Um, so I I I it's you know, now yeah, that was six, seven years ago. He was a different gallo then, but sure. but I uh you know, I really, you know, this is somebody, yeah, we know they've they've had their eye on him a couple of times, a couple of times in uh free agency and trades, it looked like they might maybe move on him and and it just never really worked out. So yeah, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised at all, like you said, if Brad got a text from uh Danny saying, Hey, you finally put, pulled it off. It's uh you know, it is something to celebrate for sure.
0: Like you said, it's it's not like Gallinari makes the the Celtics worse. I don't wanna be like either of us all all doom and gloom about this. I think mm-hmm. Celtics fans should be excited about this because as you outlined, you know, as as you know, for all the things he's not defensively, he's still a good offensive player, even if, you know, turning thirty-four next month. You know, he's he's not a not a young guy, but you know, he gives you versatility in, in terms of he has a wing. He gives you some scoring, gives you some size, a good rebounder, especially for for the minutes that he plays, gets you about, you know, five rebounds a game and only plays about 25 minutes per. So, you know, you'll you'll certainly happily take that, especially from a guy who is not a uh, a traditional big. I mean, I, I guess I would caution people to just know, you know, if you do look at the stats, and it's not shocking given his, his, you know, advancing age, but he is offensively on the decline over the last four years. You know, the, the shooting numbers are going down, but overall, over those last four, he's still shooting above his career average from three at about 41% on almost six attempts per game. So he is a guy who, again, you know, can, can get you a bucket off the bench, which the Celtics, you know, really, at times last year, Keith, and again, you could look at the playoffs, but even in the regular season, sorely missed having a guy like that. You know, we've spent years, basically since Eddie House, saying, you know, how do you get just, just a, a microwave? How do you get a bucket yes. getter off the bench for this team to be part of this rotation? So, you know, what type of role, if healthy, you know, if, if we're painting this picture, the roster with everybody coming back that we expect, you know, barring some monumental trade or something like that, what kind of role do you expect him to play when, when the rotation seems to be now growing from eight to maybe nine guys or so.
1: Yeah, I, I, that's the, that part is the key part there. I think growing the rotation to probably somewhere in the range of nine, ten players per night versus doing anything that's in the eight, nine uh, range. Now, I, this is funny because I, I, I've seen some criticism of E-May, uh over the last, uh, really, since it looked like some guys ran out of gas in the finals, that, you know, hey, why are they – why were wasn't he playing more guys? Mm-hmm. Well, because they were under five hundred in the middle of January. So at that point, you know they said, "All right, we've got our guys." And then when they went and got Derek White, it was these are eight guys. We're gonna run with these guys, and you know we're gonna dig ourselves out of this hole. I think this is the type of signing that says, "All right, we can knock." two, three minutes off both Tatum and Brown. Uh, We can knock Horford's playing time. I I don't want Al Horford to play more than 25 minutes in a game in the regular season, ever. (laughs) I don't care if that means losing a game or two, right? It's just... You know, he should not log more than 25 minutes in in a game. Um, I think there's also a – although he doesn't play anywhere near the same position or role, there's a Robert Williams impact here as well because then you Mm -hmm. slide Horford or even Grant over. I think you've now got – the interesting thing with Gallo, what I was hammering with either the TP or the MLE, you had to get a player who could play the three and the four, and that's what you did. Here, you, you went and got get Gallinari. You can play both positions. Uh, the Celtics are basically going to probably say on defense, like, all right, you go cover the weakest guy, and we'll, we'll switch around you. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll get into it. In a playoff series, sure, that'll become more targeting. That'll become a little bit bigger of a challenge. But in the playoffs, he's probably a 10- to 15-minute – game minute per game player but in the regular season he's going to give you you know somewhere probably in the 20 to 25 minutes per game and that's exactly what this team
0: needs so i think more people than not just sort of scanning twitter are happy with this addition some people think you know he's you know well past his prime which obviously he is and and, you know the what he is defensively is sort of standing out most and it's you know eh, did did you need to do it does he even make you any like any better at all what i will say to that and i'm sure you agree with this is you know I, I don't know obviously like the the list of potential mle guys you know if, if let's say let's pretend the gallinari signing hadn't happened yet the the list of mle guys is is running thin like a lot of these guys are getting snatched up i know as we chat like tj warren's still out there who's a guy i really would have liked to have seen here yeah. um couple other guys are are still out there like a, a dante divincenzo i think is still out there there are some guys like that there it's not a It's not a long list, but, you know, if we live in this sort of alternative universe where it's like, well, you can spend the almost six and a half million dollars and get a Danilo Gallinari, or you could just like not spend it and not get anybody, or, or you could break it up into two, you know, slightly making more than the vet minimum guys who aren't as impactful as a Gallinari. Like you'll take this every day of the week. Like it's, it's still, you know, a net positive to me, at least on the offensive
1: completely agree it's it, it is funny cuz I, I like i'm saying the same thing i haven't seen i was prepared when it broke like officially that it was happening i was a little bit prepared to hear all right here's everybody you know, doom and gloom and angry and i didn't get as much of that and i think the ones who were i think the challenge for uh this is it becomes a who else situation and mm-hmm. i'm with you i like the idea of tj warren too um i do wonder if maybe the celtics have concerns of we don't know if he's going to be ready to go you yeah know, let's let's see right and if that's the case i think there's going to be at least some uh, pretty heavy management of rob williams as well as uh, al horford throughout the course of the year you had a third guy into that that starts to become kind of hard to work around one thing that we can say for gallo after getting through some injury issues um he stayed relatively healthy most of the games he's missed the last uh little bit is the last few years at least they've been more of the rest style or um you know is everybody kind of missed everyone missed some games due to covid and the like so i think this guy is they're going to be able to pencil him in no all right here's our minutes per game out of him and off we go um the other thing i'll say too is how many years, I don't know if I've done it on your show or not, because I've done it, Lord knows, enough other places where <laughs> we've ranted and raved and screamed that, you know, why will they not spend money? Spend money. Mm-hmm. They just spent money. Like, yeah. they, they could have very easily said, "Ah, eh, there's nobody we really like. Let's get a couple guys on the minimum, uh, you know, and roll it back. They're, they've spent money. It sounds like they're still engaged on using the traded player exception on somebody. So, you know, that part of it, I'm not going to sneeze at too. And go look at the free agent list. Sure, you can cherry-pick a handful of guys you might like a little bit more, but, boy, it's getting ugly really, really fast. Um, so, you know, I think they did well here to, to you know, considering what they had to work with, the needs they had. I think they 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 did a pretty good job with this signing.
0: Now, all of that being said, I'm curious what you think and, and even more so what you know, you know, based on who you've talked to, reached out to, your sources, all of that. I saw the Gallinari signing – and fully recognizing what we've already talked about, like nobody at a little more than six million dollars is the perfect player. I just don't believe, and this is this is not like informed. This is just my gut. I don't believe Danilo Gallinari was Brad Stevens' number one option, it, at least in terms of you know, like if it on his wish list at you know guys you could realistically get at that MLE money, and everybody's MLE money is a little bit different, but at that MLE money for Boston at six plus million dollars. I just don't believe that Danilo Gallinari was like, yes, this is our guy. This is number one. This is the guy we covet. Do you believe he was? Or was there someone you think Brad would have wanted a bit more?
1: Yeah, I think once it became clear he was going to be available, which really crystallized after the trade with the the Spurs. Mm. Um, and that's, I think, being forgotten. He, he's been traded to the Spurs, and they're going to waive him. I think what what this came down to was I think he probably did at that point. Uh, become a pretty priority target. I think there might have been maybe a couple guys ahead of him. I think maybe like an Otto Porter Jr. might have been ahead of him. Um a couple of of the the wings that went off the board. Maybe I, uh, you know, I'd heard uh just last week, you know, maybe Victor oladipo might have been somebody they could have gone after. But those guys all went for more than what the Celtics had to offer sure. uh, money wise. And in and, and then just to close the loop on it, because someone will invariably ask, well, couldn't you do a sign and trade into the Fournier ATP? And the answer is no, because that would have hard capped them and they wouldn't have been able to do that. And they're already above the tax apron as it is, so they wouldn't have been able to do that anyway. So they're, they, they were really limited to using for a straight signing this uh taxpayer at mle and it's about four million dollars less so we can't really blame a player especially some of these veteran guys these are guys who are like Otto porter jr he's missed heavy amounts of time in his career go get your money you know go get a little bit more money he played on the minimum last year for the warriors so i'm not going to expect him to give up four million dollars
0: well and it's not like he's losses. ring chasing
1: yeah exactly right yeah he's already done it so yeah so i think i think that's a you know another thing to put out there i mean oladipo you got 11 million dollars from the heat so i I fully get that i don't i don't think they were going to be in on guys like pj tucker or anybody like that because they don't necessarily fill a real need
0: uh, what about like a joe ingles somebody like that
1: yeah and i think so joe ingles and ricky rubio right i heard those two names mentioned over and over and over again and rubio got more because they get he got a longer deal from Cleveland. Uh, Ingles got basically one year at the taxpayer but I think for Boston it's those two guys aren't going to be available till sometime probably around late January maybe February because mm. they're both coming off torn ACLs. So I think then you're basically saying all right hey you guys liked our our uh, MLE signing here's Aaron, Aaron Neesmith playing a bunch of minutes in the regular season hmm. because those guys can't play right now. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, and, and I'm not against the Aaron Neesmith playing thing because if he's still on the roster, I'd like to see him get a reasonable shot. That's a whole other topic. Sure. Um, but I think – I I don't think they wanted to bring in a player where it was, hey, we sign this guy, we'll see you in, you know, six months. Three months. months. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, three months into the season, six months, you know, from the signing. Like I think it was, hey, here's a guy. He's going to be there day one and off we're going to go.
0: Uh, quick break, tell you about our good friends and partners, Bet Online. Bet Online, your top source for all your betting and sports info needs. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Major League Baseball odds. A lot of good stuff. Red Sox are playing really well coming off that 20-win June, obviously. We already have odds for the NFL season. Patriots, if you're curious, plus 4,000 to win the Super Bowl. Kind of surprised the odds aren't a little longer than that. Celtics are plus 650 to win the championship. A little less than a year from now, uh, Kevin Durant's next team, if not Brooklyn, which I don't think any of us believe it will be Brooklyn. The Suns are the favorites, plus at 100. Then you have the Heat, plus 350. Even the Raptors, plus 375. How interesting would that be? Kyrie Irving, next team, if not the Nets. Lakers, a LeBron reunion, minus 300. The Knicks, plus 500 to stay in the same city. LeBron, if he is traded, I'm surprised there are odds on this, minus 175 for the Nets. Cavs a return to cleveland again at plus 200 things to keep an eye on bet online your continued source for all your sporting uh, wagering needs including live betting your favorite vegas casino and poker games as well super easy to get you started so join up today learn why everyone is saying bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all the popular sports and games bet online where the game starts all right keith i think we've uh, probably Anyway, spend enough time on Danilo Gallinari, uh, it, you know, <laughs> not for Evan,
1: but that's OK. <laughs>
0: probably not for Evan, but uh, and, and I'm sure there's more to come once the signing is official and, and he you know gets into training camp and all that stuff. But are the Celtics done? I don't mean, you know, with respect to the TPE, I mean, straight up signings like is Thomas Bryant at the veteran minimum going to happen? Is there another guy at the veteran minimum we should have our eyes on? Because obviously, Boston is about out of money in that sense.
1: Yeah, I, I think I, I do think we we probably have one more that minimum uh, signing coming in um, that could be impacted depending on how the TPE is used. If the TPE is used to let, let's say they're just trading a pick for a player and the player's coming in and they're not uh, sending a player out, that starts to impact the roster. The roster is starting to get a little bit f- uh, filled up. Um, mm-hmm. You can go up to twenty in, in the offseason, which is you know that, that's you know good. News from that respect. Um, I've been told they have every intention of bringing Sam Hauser back. Um, the reason they did the whole process of declining his option, making him restricted is so they could add a second year onto that. Um, they did bring him back on a two year deal. Um, so that sounds like that'll happen at some point here, um, pro- probably after they're done with the, the bigger stuff. But that's the thing we're starting to watch now is just roster spots just a little bit. Um, but I do think we'll probably get, get another veteran minimum signing in there. I, I, I tend to think it probably will go towards a big man. Um, I I personally think Thomas Bryant would be a great get. Um, this is a guy who can, he, he was really coming along nicely before the latest injury um, and really starting to show some stuff as an offensive player. Again, not a lot of defense, but this team has defense in spades Mm -hmm. so you can start to take some chances on some of these guys but yeah it's i I do think we'll probably see one more veteran minimum signing and then likely whatever they do with the traded player exception
0: well obviously you'll stagger right like you wouldn't put gallinari and bryant on the floor together (laughs) probably not very often you know out of hand one way or the other (laughs) yeah
1: yeah that's a um yeah, I like to call those uh, Tuesday nights in Orlando, um, where in January where <laughs> the you home uh, games for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My home games, where you really kind of throw those guys out there because you know, all right, you know, back to back. Horford's getting the night off. You know, we're we're just going to run some stuff. But yeah, probably very rarely they would play together. And the reality is in the front court, if we look at it, Rob probably going to be around thirty minutes. I'd like to say Horford. Let's limit them to twenty five. There's not a ton of big man minutes left there because we know Grant's going to play probably 25, 30 minutes a game. And then what you're really looking at is, all right, who can just jump in there for 10 minutes and not be a complete train wreck and just Mm -hmm. give us something on one end of the floor. I'm not so you know completely out on the idea of it being Daniel Tice. I think people have gone a little too far with the Daniel Tice stuff now. He was very valuable in the, the Nets and Bucks series mm-hmm. um, when Rob was was working his way back and out in the Nets series. So I'm not fully out on on Tice um, by any means. I do think there's more likelihood his contract is moved in some kind of trade, or that's the move to lessen the tax burden at some point down the line. But but yeah, I I do think. Yeah, maybe Thomas Bryant. Maybe somebody else. We'll see. You know, one of my other favorite guys. I would have brought in on the minimum, Robin Lopez, just because I think he's he's really good. He's solid, but I I don't know that you want to double down with defense at that position behind Rob. Get somebody who's a little bit different. So the nights mm-hmm. when, all right, hey, we're down ten, we need a little bit more offensive punch. You can go to Thomas Bryant for a few more yeah. minutes. Kind of the idea of what uh, Ennis was supposed to be, but yeah. but better, right? That's that's that I think take what you're much right for. now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially right now, for sure.
0: Well, I, I was going to ask you about that. Uh, yeah, because, again, we spent a lot of time on the show last week. I was kind of on an island among our panel of guests feeling like Boston should be prioritizing bringing in a big this off season, Not necessarily, a you know, an overly impactful one, just to, again, sort of reduce the minutes load, reduce reduce the workload on on Al Horford and Rob Williams in particular. Espe- really, especially Horford, because, you know, I, I just don't think, coming off of the year that he had in terms of excuse me workload minutes you know extra two months like you know short off season like I don't I don't and and again he's a year older he's what 36 now I don't think Al Horford is going to be nearly as good next year not a knock on Horford just you know age catches up with you when Mm -hmm. you play those kind of minutes so any like you said, I mean, I don't think it's realistic that he never plays more than 25 minutes in a game. Yeah, and I was it, obviously yeah, facetious. No, of yeah. course. But, like, if he could average 25 yeah. as opposed to 30, you know, or or 27 or something, like, that, w- that's a step, big step in the oh, right direction. You, you know, wanted toward-
1: breaking news, my friend.
0: Oh. The Indiana Pacers oh are trading goodness. guard Malcolm
1: Brogdon to the Boston Celtics.
0: All right. All right, right so this, do- this is not a TPE time. Trade. What does this mean?
1: This is not a TPE trade because he will not fit inside the tpe so this is going to be something bigger
0: well what is uh, this i mean we'll we'll get terms while we're still talking yeah. i'm sure but w- i mean what does this mean to you in terms of like who's going the other way if malcolm a guy like malcolm brockton's coming in
1: I really don't know. I'm very, very interested uh, to see who who this comes. Um, yeah, you know, we'll 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 see, you know, where where this goes because I, I, I'm not sure. You know, this is going to involve a pretty hefty salary going the other way because uh, Brogdon makes a what? Yeah, I was just million. gonna say,
0: what's he making?
1: Yeah, he is at. Look, let me pull it up for you. He is at um, he is at twenty two point six million. So. So this is definitely not a TPE trade.
0: Well, and he, it also, you're not acquiring Malcolm Brogdon to come off your bench, right? Uh, I mean, probably it, not. I mean, he's, he's you know, mostly a career starter, at least, you know, since he's, you know, er, earned that right after, you know, his first couple of years in Milwaukee. You know, he, almost 20 points a game last year. Looking at, uh, let's see, looking at, the, he's a about 45% shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a good three-point shooter, obviously. Challenge
1: with Brogdon is health. It, it, it's always health with, with yeah. uh, Malcolm Brogdon because he, he generally tends to, uh, you know, struggle a little bit. Um, is to there stay any the chance
0: Marcus Smart went the other way in this
1: deal? I, it could could be. I am... I don't know I I like to think when this happens Woj likes to do this especially to the big markets
0: it's and then
1: and he sits for a second and laughs yes. to himself and he's like "Ah, uh, let's see them all speculate and then then I'll push,
0: push let let things. this breathe for a moment Daniel
1: Tyson Aaron Neesmith in a 2023 first round pick
0: wow all right that's where, where do I sign much. yeah holy cow yeah, that is uh, yep, that's I, have, I can't believe that money even works.
1: Uh, yeah, it should. No, that's yeah, that's not. Um, uh, now you're gonna make me do math live on your show and look like a I mean, ball,
0: Brad. Um. I, I, the, <laughs> the 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 number one takeaway right here is Brad is getting after it immediately. Like Brad, you know, this isn't like this is win now mode stuff right here for Brad Stevens. You know, you're you now have yeah, yep. You now this have is, yeah. you know Marcus Smart, the Jays obviously Tatum it, and Brown. There's got to be more in this
1: deal. But what they can do is they can put in. Let's see. You could put you could guarantee Nick Stauskas. Yeah, uh, Jawan Morgan, and that just about gets you there. So that's my guess.
0: Well, we I mean we look not- here it is Nick
1: Stauskas, Malik Fitz, and Jawan Morgan. So basically just cleared out the end of that, uh, bench vibes group.
0: That's the late, that's what's happening. That, yep. that latest group. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah, Woj, Woj, yeah.
1: so, so the full terms will be Malcolm Brogdon to the Celtics for Daniel Tice, Aaron Nesmith, uh, Nick Stauskis, Malik Fitz, Jawan Morgan and a 2023 first round pick.
0: I mean, every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Yeah. There, there's, so now,
1: like, what's interesting here is yeah. this frees you up to be able to do something maybe with Peyton Pritchard if you wanted to. It's not going to get you a ton because now you've kind of got a lot of guards now um, with this. But this is uh, you know this is this is something. So um, you know, and this is I. It's funny I don't know who said it. I th- maybe I, I was trying not to see it It scroll by so quickly. Oh, um, it's uh, Tom Westerholm. Great point. We all should have seen Brad Stevens straights for Malcolm Brogdon because he loves Malcolm Brogdon. And that is true. He has said that a million times um, in the past. So yeah, it's huge. Look at that. We got to have a little fun
0: live. So, and you can't beat it. So, all right. <laughs> I mean, you now we, for all the people that have been clamoring, like Celtics got to do something, a point guard, you know, you bring in Malcolm Brogdon now, and obviously you have more playmaking you know a more traditional whatever point guard like you know for anyone that I personally I was not a I I had zero problems with Marcus Smart the point guard but I know a lot of people out there for whatever reason did but now you have again Smart, Eric White, Malcolm Brogdon, Peyton Pritchard still on the roster obviously I don't know if you got to clear one of those guys out just to create the minutes obviously like where where does this go from here what does this look like if this is what the the guard rotation is going to be
1: yeah. I mean, as you just kind of said, you're it, let, let's say the starting five returns intact. Um, now you're, you're going to play Brogdon white and Pritchard off the bench. M- maybe one of those guys, can, none of those guys can really play the three. Um, so that's going to be a little bit of a challenge. So someone is going to lose out on some minutes here, um, you know, with, uh, you know, with, with this. So, well, we'll see that the good news for the Celtics, if um, you know, if, I can say, say this too Let me. I just want to make sure I'm trying to sure. do math On the fly here for a second But this is kind of salary Neutral-ish if you were Counting on Morgan, Stauskas And Fitz staying Which somebody has to To fill, fill out roster spots right. um, there, So this is a um, You know it, they, they took on about $4 million So in the TPE The $17 million
0: TPE Still fully there
1: Uh, for the Celtics to be able to, to use in this trade. So,
0: so it's, so it's just Brogdon going the other way. That's what it's so far. First round pick in 2023, Stauskas fits Morgan. Yeah. All for Malcolm Brogdon. This is like the, it's not at all. I'm, I'm only making this comparison in terms of numbers. It's like the Kevin Garnett trade, you know, where you're sending like a little little bit. Yeah. The other way, you know, to get one guy back.
1: Yep. You know? Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, that is uh, dead, definitely true. I actually commented about that yesterday because I said, uh, remember when Danny Ainge had to rebuild an entire bench? Because that trade, I think people forgot. It happened on July 31st. So the free agent market was basically picked clean yeah. at that point. And they were lucky. James Posey had a, a contract snafu that he didn't like a deal with the heat. And that ended up, uh, or maybe the heat, I think it was the heat at the time. But that ended up freeing him up uh, to to be moved. So
0: so again obviously this has sort of sent us a little off course but that's fine because this is this is now the news of the day all apologies to Danilo Gallinari unfortunately we already talked plenty about you but (laughs) what does this tell you like I have been of the mind that that Brad Stevens has done a almost surprisingly quite frankly like no disrespect intended but he has done a tremendous job in his role as president of basketball operations like some believe that you know he should have been executive of the year last year and obviously he was high up in the voting but you know i I was looking back at this just a few days ago and he's made if i'm i don't have the tweet in front of me but if i if i remember right this will now be the 10th trade that he has made in his new role and you know in in just a little over a year obviously and Mm -hmm. most of those have been minor and you know salary dumping or cap clearing or whatever um But what I would argue is, and most, I think most people on the surface are going to immediately and rightfully so call this trade a win, but most trades that he has made, whether they've been wins or, you know, like good for both sides. Like I know you wrote the article last year, I think it was about Danny Ainge, you know, always trying to win trades and other executives across the league and, you know, not wanting to get fleeced and got hesitant to work with him and, you know, on and on. And, you know, how would that trickle down to brad and his role and obviously what was the role of mike zarin and all of that brad has not made a bad trade yet there are some people out there that that like gary washburn who's on the show all the time has been pretty vocal lately saying that he thought the Derek white trade was a bad trade i don't agree you know i i think the Derek white trade at worst was an even trade you know with with Mm -hmm. the possibility to turn into a very good trade for boston if obviously he's better next year but obviously you gave up Richardson you gave up a future first all of that stuff but I I just I I know I'm rambling Keith but I I just I continue to be impressed with the role or the job that Brad has done in this role with regard to making trades he's you know at, at, again at worst they've been fair at best they've been lopsided wins he's not made a bad deal yet yeah no he, he really
1: hasn't this is uh I, I this is you know whether it's you want to give all the credit to Brad or Mike Zarin and the staff, because this is probably, even knowing Brad, Brad will say it was everybody but him, right? That's just Yeah, the of course. Of guy he is. Um, but this is, you know, good stuff, too, because they, people get hung up on the whole trading first round pick stuff. They're trying to win a championship. This is no longer about let's build for three, four years down the line. They want to win a championship this year. They were in game six of the NBA finals. We can even argue with a guy like Malcolm Brogdon to help with some of the execution. They probably won the title this, this, you know, a couple weeks ago. And now you're moving all this together as they, they, you know, kind of go all in uh, with this. So this is, you know, this is big time stuff. And Brad continues to nail these, uh, you know, trades, these picks and all this stuff. But yeah, I mean, he is, he is tough now. What I will say with Brogdon, one thing, he is very, very injury prone. Um, he misses a lot of time. So that's something, but they've got enough guard depth to work around it, as we talked about. I don't that's probably now why I don't think we'll see Peyton Pritchard moved, because it'll just be, hey, hang tight, because we know Smart's gonna miss 15-20 games just with the way he plays. Brogdon will probably miss 15 to 20 games. Derek White tends to be a pretty healthy guy. Yeah, Peyton Pritchard, you've got enough depth to get by. Go get another big. I still ideally would like to see another wing, but let's see where that goes.
0: So, Brogdon, uh, 36 games last year, uh, and he's never played. I'm 75 as a rookie. I will say
1: last year. Sorry to interrupt you, Adam. But last year, he was healthy enough to play at the end of the season, probably from February on, and he did not play a lot because the Pacers were you know, uh, headed in a different direction.
0: But even to your point, in an average year, he plays in the neighborhood of 55 to 60. Correct. Yep. Um, uh, this from uh, Jake Fisher, by the way, uh, Bleacher Report, writes, had heard Indiana was interested in Grant Williams as the Pacers have been connected uh, to a lot of forwards for Boston to land Malcolm Brogdon without sacrificing Williams is a big win for the Celtics. Uh, this, our, our guy Greeny, Dan Greenberg, tweeted, you know, hardball Brad. Um, again, like... <laughs> I, I, people are going to look at this trade as a win, regardless, even if Grant Williams, you know, was in there instead of Daniel Tice or something like that. But the fact that it is, you know, Grant sticking around who, by the way, is, is not too far from a pretty sizable payday, but Mm -hmm. you know, the role that he played last year and consistent part of the rotation, the three point shooting, you know, defensive reliability, all of that to keep him really is a big, big win for Brad and the Celtics.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, Okay, go back to let's rewind maybe I don't know, 20 minutes or whatever it was. Yeah. We were talking about minimums. Yeah, absolutely. Now they've got roster spots they've got to fill out. So right. now I do think, you know, a guy like Thomas Bryant comes in. But here's the other thing that is maybe just in the, the overall rush excitement of all this, they get they just got Danilo Galenaru and Malcolm Brogdon without giving up a single rotation player. Two two guys are coming in to fill out what was already a very strong eight man rotation and they didn't give up another rotation player in the
0: deal. Yeah.
1: That's hard to be upset with that.
0: Right. Do you think we are heading in uh, you know, whether it's Thomas Bryant or another big, because spe- I was going to ask you this right before the trade news broke with Daniel Tice now gone. Like my, my question for you was going to be, all right. So if they add Bryant, is Daniel Tice on the move, well, Daniel Tice is on the move. <laughs> Does <laughs> yeah. that be- lead you to believe all the more so now that a big is coming in?
1: I, I do. I You have to, because you got to be protected just with Rob's history. And I I think you know, early in the season, they may take it very easy on him. We already talked about Al between those two. I do think you, you – not that Grant's not a very good third big, but he's not a center-sized guy. And we've seen that they've had issues when he's had to play the five. So I do think you want to get another true five on the roster.
0: Matt Moore's out here tweeting, they can roll out Brogdon, Smart, Jalen, Tatum, Horford. You have high-level shooters, elite defense, someone to actually get the offense organized so it doesn't melt into garbage. You can also roll out Brogdon, Smart, Tatum, Horford, Williams to combat double big units. You're basically dwarfing most teams in terms of size, length, and defense. Their options are pretty much infinite. Yeah. We talked about the team last year this way. How much more so is this true now? Um. Yeah. It, yeah, I, it's, yeah, I'm my,
1: my, now my, my mind's spinning a little bit with lineup possibilities. Yeah, I know. Right. Is, you know, cause I mean, Brad just gave email like, Hey, you need offense, run this, you need defense, run, run that you, uh, you know, you need this, do that. Like I, I, I mean, there is just, you know, it's, there are, you know, infinite options here. You can do all sorts of stuff. Um, you know, and again, you still have enough depth coverage if one of these guys get, get hurt. Right. You're, you're still in a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good position here. Again, you just not to belabor the point, but you got these guys without giving up a single uh um, rotation guy. Right. Or for you. So just massive.
0: So what's next as, as you see it, you know, obviously filling out the bench is, yep. uh, is going to be important. Yep. Are, are we going to see again, a couple of vet minimum guys? Is it going to be like, you know that now like rookies like a like JD Davison all of a sudden isn't going to spend the whole year in Maine he might actually you know have a role at the end of Boston's bench like what is the just you know it I don't expect you to do all the math on the fly although sure. uh, I will tell you that uh Chris Forsberg tweeted uh I want to pull." yeah it up they're so up right around 170
1: back. million now
0: yeah he once tweeted, they fill out the bench. Uh, 167 and a half for 11 players so yep. you know who are the next four if if the roster stays as it is right now, which Brad has certainly taught us in this show, that it won't.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I, I I don't know that it's you know Thomas Bryant, but let's just say a big, you know a veteran big. I think they will add probably another wing, like a true like size wing, like someone who can play the three, um, just because they, they don't really have that. Then I think it's Sam Hauser, and then I think it's um you know. It, then from there you're you're really filling it out. One thing that's nice though now is they've got a bunch of roster spots and potential playing time, so they become probably one of the primary destinations for veteran ring chasers who mm-hmm. are trying to catch on. So even if they don't do that today, this is something where you know, months from now, when we're in the buyout market, you can you can start doing doing a uh, buyout stuff and all that. So I yeah you know, I think they're in they're really really good shape.
0: So to reset the roster as we know it, Smart Brown, Tatum, Horford, Rob Williams, your starters, if nothing changes there, mm-hmm. Brogdon, White, Gallinari, Grant Williams, Hauser coming back, like you said, Peyton Pritchard. And obviously you still do have the possibility of trades. I would never rule that out. And obviously you have the TPE, which, you know, is a, a trade in and of itself. So let's, in the interest of, uh, of time, let's <laughs> get into the TPE 17. Point one million dollars the forney atp it expires on july 18th so brad stevens and company they've they've got a couple of weeks to play around with this thing here uh you know many articles including by yourself have been written about the potential options i know you were all about kevin herder he's unavailable now uh some guys that excuse me i'm i'm not saying these are the top targets but guys that would fit anyway uh b rob wrote this brian Rob. Uh, Gary Trent, Duncan Robinson, I'm all out on Robinson, by the way, I don't want him. Uh, Norm Powell, uh, Lori Markkinen, Marcus Morris reunion, I don't see, but again, he fits. Malik Beasley, Doug McDermott, who a lot of people have mentioned, Luke Kennard, same story. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, Robert Covington. Uh, you also have uh, Kyle Kuzma, who I would love to see here. Uh Kelly Oubre. I don't think uh, Josh Richardson, but uh, Dwight Powell. Yeah, Josh
1: Richardson's not. He can't yeah. be reacquired. Yeah, anyway. that's not
0: going to happen. Terrence Ross, Dylan Brooks. I mean, the list goes on. There are a bunch of guys that, you know, make $17 million or less. Who, with Herder off the table, do you think is most realistic and, uh, and and should be the, you know, couple of top targets for the Celtics?
1: Hey, And I know no one's going to want to hear this. I don't know that they even use it now. Um, Yes, they still have it. That's great. It's, you know, good to have it for a couple more weeks. I just don't know with the, they, they will pay the tax. They've clearly made that, you know, known. I don't know that they're going to go up to Warriors, Nets, Clippers levels of tax. That would be sure. a massive jump in one year to, to the next. So I I tend to think it probably now goes unused and they fill it out with, with minimums. They're not trying to be a party pooper in a wet blanket. I just I just don't see them uh, really saying you know I, yeah we got to go you know add another fifteen million dollar player uh, to the roster and a lot of those guys they fit but it doesn't seem like their teams really want to move those guys. So that's the other challenge you're working with too.
0: So do you, do you actually think that, you know, adding Malcolm Brogdon, especially doing so with giving nothing of real value up adding Malcolm Brogdon, Makes it less likely now they use the TPE.
1: I do. I, I think at least that big one, right? That 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 seventeen million dollar one. I just, yeah. you know, we're even using, you know, most of it. You know, I'd say anything above maybe five six million dollars, they're they're probably out at this point.
0: I was going to spend more time on this, but you know, i i I just don't think we need to, quite frankly.
1: Um, <laughs> Brad did our work for us. The,
0: yeah the the Kevin Durant discussion. You know, all oh, these articles oh, being. Dear. Written about uh, you know potential trades. My my Twitter my mentions are are uh, surprisingly split, not fifty fifty, but whatever the percentages. I didn't run a poll, but just based on the mentions, surprisingly split on whether or not the Celtics should be willing to part with Jalen Brown. Again, wouldn't be straight up, but Jalen Brown in a swap for Kevin Durant. Now that Durant obviously has requested a trade out of Brooklyn, I have been you know pretty vocal on Twitter or, you know, whatever the uh, written equivalent of that is that I, uh, I don't want to see that happen. I I just don't. Duran is obviously one of the best players in the world. Still, he's, you know, still a superstar, all-star, all of it. He's also about to be, you know, 34 years old. He's eight years older than Jalen Brown. Yes. He has more time left on his contract, the three, four years versus two, you know, Mm -hmm. so I, I, I understand people, wanting to dive into that I just think well one I don't even know what after this trade I don't even know what you have that you'd be you know able to give up to make the trade work and in the filler around Jalen Brown but should Boston even really be entertaining this to you know try to probably shorten the window but expedite the championship
1: yeah I um I tend to think in a vacuum, right? Obviously, it's it's Kevin Durant, right? He might have won the, the the MVP last year if he, if he if he didn't get hurt. Like he was playing so absolutely incredible. Um, so that that part takes over. Then when you start to get into, uh, how do the Celtics make it happen? Because it's not going to. Hey, saw some people saying, why does everybody say it has to be Jalen Brown? It could be Al Horford. The Nets aren't going to do that. Like, come on, they the Nets need to get something of true value back uh, for them where they're going to be going as a franchise. So that becomes Jalen Brown. Here's where I'll say, if it was just Kevin Durant for Jalen Brown, straight up, I would say you got to do it. Sure. Right? It's, it's, but it's not going to be. It's going to be Jalen Brown plus, plus, plus. That right. plus, plus, plus is where it becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. And at that point, that's where I probably say, eh, I think I'll walk away. Right. I think I'm going to go a different, different uh, uh, direction on this one. So that, that's my, um, you know, my, my thing uh, with that is, you know, just cause I don't want to give up Jalen Brown plus, 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 And now who even knows if they have that, the ability to even kind of do that, right. It's, right. you know, we, we would have to see you know, where all this would go.
0: Yeah. It's Jalen. It's, you know, it's Grant, it's multiple future picks. It's, you know, it's somewhat, I, I don't even know what else it's, it's certainly not what like, Shannon Sharp was putting out there with uh, trading, you know, half your rotation for Kevin Durant. But (laughs) yeah, what I, one of the things that just sort of gives me pause and uh, like, I'm not going to sit here and say like, Oh, I know, like nobody knows, nobody knows what two years from now is going to bring, you know, how do you think Nets fans felt two years ago versus how they feel today? But there seem to be a lot of people that believe like, well, why are you so sure Jalen Brown's going to resign in two years? And my response is always, why are you so sure he's not? Yeah. Like if, if you can, the, the comparison I made is, you Mm -hmm. know, we all want like anyone's favorite team. Like you want to be the Warriors, right? So the, the Celtics are certainly built to be a team like the Warriors, like the, you know, very early before their dynasty started. Like you've got the young stars, you got a good bench, you got some veteran role players, you go and you hope it works out. If in two years, You know, the the next two years time, the Celtics are able to get over the hump. They are able to win the championship, of which, by the way, they were two wins away from last year. If they can do it, who's to say that Jalen and and Jason, you know, don't say like, all right, let's keep going. Let's be like, Clay could have left. Clay decided he got paid, obviously, but he decided to stick around and keep going. He didn't mind, you know, being the number two or even being the number three when Kevin Durant got there. I don't know why people seem so sure that Jalen Brown's going to want to leave and and lead his own team as opposed to, you know, being right there on, on, you know, not superstar probably, but all-star level status with Jason Tatum.
1: Here's my thing. If Jalen Brown, if this team is – a finals contender meaning they are truly actually in the mix to win the championship every year which is either in the finals i even put the conference finals in, in that mixer right? because you're, you're right there knocking on the door i think that is and then two years they, they do that for the next two years that locks in in my opinion that Jalen Brown will re-sign, because one, you're, you're right there, you're a title contender, and they can offer him way more money than anybody else will be able to. Mm-hmm. So those two things combined, that generally is enough. If he walks away from that at that point, then that's fair to say, all right, you know this is maybe could have been handled early. But the good news is Brad Stevens has enough of an understanding, I think, in relationship with Jalen Brown at this point, where if after next year Jalen Brown's like uh, not really sure this is where I want to be here, then you can move. Then right, you can you can look at a trade at that point. They have plenty of time to do what they need to do. So I, I would the, the whole Jalen Brown can walk in two years. We get a little over the top with this stuff. It's like <laughs> signed a contract and we're already talking about the next contract and where the guys you're know, leaving. I mean, let's let's breathe for a minute. There, there's, there's time here.
0: Just, uh, you know, we'll we'll wrap this up in a minute, sort of catching up on Twitter. Gary Washburn, Brad Stevens was able to clear out his ineffective bench and acquire another playmaker at the same time. It's obvious he doesn't value draft picks as yep. much as his predecessor, Danny Ainge. Uh, I think we've definitely learned that, you know, between uh, the Derek White trade, this trade, some other moves that have been made over the last year plus.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think Danny makes the Derek White trade. I don't know if he makes this trade either. Uh, just because because of the picks involved, and it's it's again, I don't I don't care about first round picks when I'm a title contender. I right. just don't, it's, and I certainly those,
0: don't. And and maybe I'm in the minority, Keith. I don't ever care about second round picks. You know, no, I, I, I no,
1: yeah, that's like I, I
0: know dangerous. that like I, I know that once in, once in a very blue moon, like they'll turn into Nick Jokic. But for the most part, I just don't care.
1: Yep, I'm um, I'm exactly with you. I I don't care at all they they're they're just ballast in trades at this point yeah yeah sure you know there, there might be a Jokic, there might be a manu ginobili maybe, maybe there'll be a isaiah thomas but yeah that's once every five six years that happens and, the ch- right. and then and then you're one of 30 that you're going to get them anyway so you're yeah. talking uh well one out of every 150 second round picks that happens nah, just move them on that, that part i don't care about even remotely
0: all right well if uh if I were you, I'd probably be sitting here for the last half hour twitching, wanting to get to work and react. To so I'm gonna <laughs> Adam, let you know
1: you me, that. me quite well. Yeah, I was, uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm thinking, all right, I got it right. I got to do this. Yeah. I got to do that. I got to do cap sheets. So, yeah, Never, you, you know me well. I
0: want to uh, thank, uh, obviously, Keith for hopping on and, and Evan for doing his thing behind the scenes. He'll have you next week. Uh, this show, of course, brought to you by betonline.ag. Use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% sign-up bonus. Maybe Kevin Durant gets traded in the next week's time. I do not believe, and I did not believe prior to the Bronx and trade either, that it will be to Boston. But I am fascinated to see what does happen in Brooklyn if one or both of those stars wind up being on the move and then it just becomes ben simmons team or uh russell westbrook's team or anthony davis's team or what you know whatever bam out bios team i don't even know we'll see what it ends up being it's going to be pretty interesting but uh keith again thank you very much thanks for the the real-time reaction hey celtics when we started they got danilo gallinari we finished <laughs> they got malcolm brogdon celtics a, beat me you gotta I'm, love it
1: let's regroup tomorrow maybe we'll get kevin durant
0: let's do it see you later <laughs>